Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Epic. If you're new with us, my name is Trent. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. And today, we're going to be talking about that Bible verse that you just saw on that intro video. We're going to talk about this thing called the Great Commission, or it's also known as the Great Mission that God has for us as a church family. God asks all of his followers to go into all the world and tell people about Jesus. And so we're going to talk about that today and how we as a church family are are attempting to fulfill that great commission. But before we get into that, um, we've got a couple of things I want to let you know about. So first off, is Rich Carr here today? Where's, Where's Rich? Rich, would you please stand real quick? There's Rich. Okay, this is Rich Carr. And today's Rich's birthday. So, um... For those of you who are wondering how you get on the birthday announcement list, um, you serve at the church for many years and you become one of our elders. So that, that's how that happens. So Rich has provided spiritual leadership to us as a church for a number of years. He has influenced many lives for, for as long as I've known him, and uh, he's influenced my life in very significant ways. And so today he is 76 years young. So... I think he might be skydiving later today or something. He did that on his 60th birthday, and it gave us all a heart attack. So anyway, so um, say happy birthday to Rich later when you see him. All right, something totally separate. So I get a number of questions as a pastor, and a number of them are kind of reoccurring questions. And so here's a question that I periodically get. People ask, what do you do for work? What, what do you do for a living? That's, that's beside the questions of like, what do you do all week in the office? Those are different questions. And don't you just work one hour a week on Sunday when you're here? Um, those are different questions. So some people ask me like, what do you do for work? Like, do you have a job that you do during the week? And is this what you do on the weekends? Like, how do you pay your bills? So for the past 16 years, I've been in what is called full-time vocational ministry. So 16 years ago, there's a church in town called Palm Coast. Palm Coast Community Church, that challenged my wife and I to come on staff in a full-time capacity. And at the time, I'm thinking, you got to be crazy. Like, I've never wanted to work at a church. I've never wanted to be a pastor. And, and here I was 16 years ago entertaining both those things. And so for the past 16 years, that's what I do for work. So all week long, I'm in the office, I'm in meetings, I'm in counseling appointments, I'm doing whatever I can to help advance what God wants us to do here as a church family. And a part of God's plan for that for church leaders was it started in the Old Testament, was found also in the New Testament, was God asked people to come together. And when people would come together in a church context, it wasn't called a church in the Old Testament, but it was in the New Testament. But when people would come together in that context, they would give a what is called tithes and offerings. And a tithe is a tenth of our income. And when we would give that back to God through a local church, a portion of that income would go to support the, the leaders of that church. And that was part of God's plan. And so I've been a, a part of that, uh, for, again, for the past 16 years. Now, I'm not the only one that has been a part of that in our church family. So we've got several staff members, several full-time staff members. We've got some part-time staff members. We even have some full-time volunteers. And they are super amazing people. And so grateful to have them on the team. But let me tell you about one of our staff members. So Evan and Carla shows. So Evan leads our worship here. Evan and Carla came on staff about a year and a half ago, just a little bit over that. 
And here was kind of the arrangement that we had with them as they came on. We, we had realized as, as a growing church, we had some, some needs for more staff members. And we got to the spot where the elders were praying through this and really felt like, you know, it, it's time and, and that's the area that we need to focus on and worship and a few other things that, that they're involved in. And so we came to them and said, hey, would you guys consider praying about this? And here's the really cool, exciting thing is we felt like at that time, from a financial standpoint, we could support them at about 60% of their income. And so we asked them to raise support for the other 40% outside the church. How exciting is that? Like, don't you want to be in full-time ministry? It's like super exciting. Um, Imagine if you went into a job and, you know, they were talking about your dream job and you were super excited about your job. And then on the way out, like, oh yeah, and by the way, we're going to support you at 60% level. And then you raise the support 40% outside. You would probably freak. And uh, they did not. They said, you know what, we're going to seriously pray about that and see if that's what God wants us to do. Well, they did that. It's been a year and a half. For a year and a half, there have been people, some, some here and, and many outside of our, our church family, that have given to help support them so that they can be focused full time in what God is doing here at our church family. Now, our goal originally was that when we get to the end of two years, that we would be able to pick them up as a church family and have them on support here. We're close to that. So I'm excited about that. And if you give, I want to say thank you for that because a portion of, of what you give goes to help our staff in leading us as a church. And uh, if you don't, I'm going to just challenge you. And if this is your church home, I challenge you to step up to a new level of giving. If, if you're not tithing, the Bible talks about this tithing principle, giving 10th of our, our income back to God through a local church. And I know that's like the weirdest thing ever. And if you're new to church, that sounds crazy and it might make your hands sweat and you think you're going to have a heart attack. I understand. I was in that spot. It was 18 years ago that I got serious about this thing called tithing. And God had been talking to me for a long time about that. And um, so at one spot, really at our lowest point financially, uh, I said, God, I'm going to trust you in this one. I'm going to take a leap of faith. And God has done supernatural things in my life and in me and in my heart as I've gotten active in that. Um, So I just want to challenge you. If you're not at that spot, I encourage you to to work in that direction. If you're not giving financially, I just encourage you, if this is your church home, find a percentage and start giving. 5%, 1%, 6%, and start in that direction towards what God has in store for all of us in that, at, at that 10% level. Now, this is not supposed to be like, um, hey, you give back to God and God's going to give you lots of money in return. But there is a, a, a passage in Malachi chapter 3 where God says, test me in this and I will prove to you that I will open the windows of heaven and bless your life. Does that mean you give $1,000 and God's going to give you 10000 No. Okay, just, he might, I don't know, like, I don't know. God might do something supernatural, but just know that when we take a leap of faith when it comes to finances, God does some amazing things. And when you do that, it helps to, to support our staff and all that they are doing in our church family. So um, get it? Great. All right. A few of you actually know that. So at at, uh, another church I was involved in, the pastor would say, get it. The the church would say, got it. And then we'd say, good. So let's practice that. Ready? Get it. Good. Done with that. All right. Now for today. So today we're going to talk about our Guatemala mission trips. And we're going to actually have uh, a few people up here from each team share about their experience. We've had a partnership in Guatemala for the past seven years. 
and a church down there that we're excited about and what they're doing. And we're so excited to be able to go back each year and help them reach their community for Christ. And there've been a number of people who have gone on these trips. So um, if you've been on one of our Guatemala trips, would you please raise your hand? Okay, so look around. You see a number of folks here that have done that. So um, we're going to have a few people come up in just a minute, and they're going to be sharing. So if you would go ahead and start praying for them, because they're backstage throwing up and sweating, and like they're afraid that you're, you know, you're going to give them weird looks when they come out here. So put on your, your best you know, smile and engaging look, and look like you're excited to hear what they have to say, because they got some really cool things to share. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the partnership, and I'm going to do this through some pictures. So this first picture that you see here, this is a, a glimpse of the, the main sanctuary to the church in Guatemala, in Antigua. It's called Iglesia del Camino. And uh, if you've been there or you've done any Google searches, images, you understand it's not a building sitting by itself somewhere. So it's really hard to just take a picture and go, hey, that's the, the place that the church meets. Um, so th this is probably one of the best best pictures I have for that. Next picture has uh, the, the pastor and his wife. So this is Mike and Nancy Watkins. So they have led uh, in Guatemala there for the past 10 years. So 10 years ago, they felt called by God to go down to Guatemala and they were actually mission pastors from a church in Florida. And they went down and they led the charge and they're making some adjustments to their leadership role down there. But that's the couple that has provided large amounts of, of leadership to what's happening there and doing an amazing job. Now, next picture, we have Melanie and Alex. And now, Melanie, um, she is the director of the missions component of their church. So she's the, the leader and she leads all the, the, the mission team leads that help us when we come down uh, and, and we're working all week long. She's the one that helps to coordinate all the things that we're going to be involved in. And they do an amazing job down there. She and her husband have actually been here at Epic. Next picture shows some of the team leaders that are there. Um, so you see in the left uh, bottom corner, you've got Isai, and then above him, you've got Jonathan. And over on the top right corner, you have Omar. And then the bottom corner in the orange shirt, you have Clay. Then you have Alejandra. And then you have Melanie. So that right now is their team. I think Jonathan has moved on to another ministry, but that's the team of folks that we work with on a consistent basis when they're down there. And I got to tell you, they are amazing people. One of the reasons we keep going back in, in this partnership is because of them and their heart for their community. And they, to us, they just feel like they're an extension of our church family. They, they are epic. And, um, and we take shirts down there and, and pass them out. And they love wearing epic t-shirts. And it, it's, uh, they're just an amazing group of people. So that's the, the partnership that we have down there. Now, let me tell you some of the projects that, that we're involved in. This first picture is going to show you our house build. So every year we go down, we build some homes for needy families. And the church actually manufactures the, the homes there at the church. So then we load that up. You see this next picture? We're loading up this house in the back of a truck. And go, go ahead to the next picture. So that's what it looks like when it's almost fully loaded. And then this next picture, this is the slab. So they pour a slab and we drive out to wherever we're going to be dropping this off. And then we start setting it up and, and together we, we lay the, the framework down, we put the tin siding on and we get, get it all uh, secure and, and get the walls up. And then once we get the house done, we do this thing called a house blessing. 
Um, so we do some, some praying and some Bible verses and some sharing and some testimony and, and explanation of the gospel using the water filter. And then this is the magic moment when we get to give them keys. So for a lot of the folks down there, it's the first time they've ever had anything they could ever lock. And so uh, we'll hand them over the keys and, you know, we try to make it the big, you know, extreme makeover, you know, kind of experience, you know, bus driver, move that. No, we don't have a bus, but move that truck or move that cow or something, you know, so that they can see their house. This is the fam- one of the families that we were able to, to build for there. Um, I think they have eight kids and the uh, uh, mother's a believer, the father's not uh, a Christ follower, but we were able to share Christ uh, with him. And um, just an amazing experience. So this is a major upgrade for, for them and their family. Okay, so another project that we work with there is called Campus de Sueños, which is, means Field of Dreams. It's a feeding center there that feeds anywhere from 400 to 700 kids uh, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then they do church on Sunday. And then when they started, they started with kids' church. They didn't have any adults involved. They had 400 kids, and then they decided, hey, maybe we should invite their parents. And then they started having parents come after that. So they're doing an amazing job. You can see the auditorium that they have there, and that's our team up there um, helping to, to lead the charge in that. Now, um, these Guatemalan kids that you see here and our teenagers that were with us on the trip, these kids are supported to go to school by our children's ministry and our student ministry. So our children's ministry and student ministry, they raise money. Like they do chores and we've had kids saying for their birthday, like, hey, I don't want anything for my birthday. Just give money so I can give it towards these kids in Guatemala. Those are some amazing kids that would want to do that. And uh, it costs about $155 for a kid in Guatemala to go to school uh, each year. And so we're able to support, we were supporting seven. I think there's five now um, that are in that picture. And so a major opportunity for these kids to continue to go to school. Because a lot of them, once they hit third grade, they're done. And imagine what you're going to do with a third grade education. Not a whole lot. Um, So education is extremely important. So this next project is called The Club. Uh, it's called El Club down there, and it's, we call it The Club. Uh, so um, next picture shows the, the guy that runs the club. His name's Fester, and he re- leads about 200 kids by himself. He does feeding, does education, does um, uh, shares Christ with them. There's so many things that this guy does just by himself. And, and you notice he's holding a little car and a little uh, bracelet that our Linda has made. So Linda made, I don't know, several hundred little cars and little bracelets, and he has those down there. So Linda, thank you for, for doing that. Um, next picture shows our medic clinic. So this is our second year involved in medic clinics. And this is the line of people at at the last day that were waiting for us at eight o'clock in the morning to get there and they could uh, be seen by our doctors and nurses. Um, So that's the folks waiting in line uh, for that. We saw 345 patients in that. This is Sue who is giving out vaccinations. So tetanus vaccinations, 300 vaccinations, and she poked a whole lot of people. Um, This is the dog that did not want to be poked or bothered but wanted to come in everywhere that we were at that uh, feeding center. I thought you'd enjoy seeing the, the, the perro. Um, this is the pharmacy. So we, we bring all kinds of, of, of medicine down. We had, I think, five uh, suitcases full of medicine. We came down. There's a pharmacy that we set up, and a number of our team members work with that. Next project. 
These represent the water filters that you purchased. And you purchased over 80 water filters that we were able to give out down in Guatemala. So a major thing. So it just represents there's about 80 in that, that mix. And so we were able to go out into several communities and teach people how to use the water filters. It provides clean water to them, which, which helps them to live healthier lives, not be sick all the time. And we shared the gospel with them as well. And you see this next picture, just a few families walking off. Uh, imagine having to look at a volcano every day. Uh, how beautiful is that? And then the last project that we've been involved in, we're on, involved in with this team, um, was at what's called Hope Haven. And it's a wheelchair factory. And so most of the people that work there are in wheelchairs and they're handicapped in some way. And they are helping to uh, equip, uh, put these wheelchairs together and help people that are experiencing handicap issues in their life uh, get a wheelchair and be able to use that in, in that terrain. So we've got some of our folks uh, that are working there as well. Um, and I think that's all that we have for, for those slides. Okay, so what I'm going to do for this first part of, the, of this, um, this interview, we're going to have an interview style with our team members. So I'm going to invite our team to come out. So team number one is going to come out. And um, what we're going to do in the first service is team number one is going to take the first service and is going to talk through their experience. And then team number two is going to do the second service. So if there's somebody that went on team number two and you're interested in hearing what they have to say, then we're going to have two podcasts this week. So you can listen to both podcasts and, um, and hear that information. Now, um, I'm actually going to let Carla, this is Carla, I'm going to let Carla uh, do this interview and I'm going to come back up after they're kind of done with this. So would you welcome our team number one to this stage? Well, good morning. As Chen said, my name is Carla. I was one of the co-leaders of the Guatemala trip. Um, and I think, if, if you'll bear with us, I think I probably would have had more luck asking our team to jump in the volcano than to get up here and speak and share today. Um, so we're, but we are excited. We're excited to share what God did this week. And if you know my story, you know that international missions is, has been a huge passion of mine. It's been life-changing. It's one of the reasons that we adopted our son. And so very excited to share with you what God did this week um, that we were in Guatemala. Before I jump in though, um, there's only four of us up here and 11 of us were on our team. So if you see someone um, from our team, you'll see their pictures coming up. Um, please stop them and ask them for a story because all of us have a God story that's something that really changed our hearts in Guatemala, something that God showed us about himself and um, we would love to share that with you as well. The other thing I want to share with you is if you um, prayed for our team, if you gave financially, thank you so very much. You made such a big difference um, for our team serving in Guatemala and providing the water filters and helping our team members get to Guatemala. I can't tell you that there's one team member who was not greatly impacted by installing the water filters. Not only did you make a difference for those families down there by providing them clear wa clean water, but you made a difference in us and giving us an opportunity to serve in just a profound way. So thank you very much. Well, I co-led with Rick, and Rick, can you start us off by just giving an overview of the week? Sure. It's louder than I thought. Yeah, we had a couple service projects, and Trent touched upon a couple of them. Um, Monday, we were able to build the house for Austina and Marco, and they have eight children, and he makes $9.50 a day. So you can only imagine what it's like to feed that many children. 
And the other thing about this family that was great is that um, they, you know, poverty is a big thing down there. And we were able to provide money to give uh, to Berta, one of the children, to be able to go to school. So it was a way to break the poverty. So it was really neat, that family. Um, Tuesday, we built a house for Anna and Mario, and they had one children, one child. Um, but she has diabetes, and that's a major thing down there. Apparently, everybody we ran into had diabetes, and um, they spend a lot of their money on her medication. So it's just a, um, it's a very powerful thing to, to be able to help down there. Um, Wednesday, we delivered some water filters in San Lucas in the morning, and I'll talk about water filters some more later. And then we went to the feeding center, and you talk about a lot of children, 500 children we were helped uh, feed um, and do a, a Bible lesson with them and just interact with them. It was just uh, powerful. Um, they climb all over you. They just really enjoy the, the time. Um, and um, Thursday we were back in uh, San Lucas in the morning to deliver 14 more water filters. And uh, we remained in San Lucas for the afternoon. We went to El Club, um, and there was about 200 kids there. And again, we were able to do different activities with them. So it was really, really a, a long week in that it was just filled with a lot of great adventures. Um, I know during part of the week on Wednesday when we delivered the water filters in Pastoris, you had a meaningful moment. Can you, can you talk a little there bit about that? There was a lot of meaningful moments, and um, I want to thank you all for that, because those... <laughs> happens every time. Um, those meaningful moments were, um, by your grace and your giving and your prayers, and uh, I thank you for that. Um, your giving provided us with a lot of opportunities to, to share God's word and to help us grow, and, and that's, that's powerful, so thank you. Um, yeah, it was um, one of the uh, days we were there delivering water filters. Um, we were walking around, we had to do two of them, and we walked to one house and delivered the water filter, and we walked to another one, and um, the woman wasn't home, so Anna, the lady who was bringing us, um, I think she was like the homeowner for the development. She knew everybody, everybody waved her and all that. And she goes, can you come to my daughter's house and give her a water filter? So we said, sure. So we end up walking up another hill, um, a lot of hills there, and um, got to meet Anna's daughter. And she is uh, 28 years old, lovely, lovely young lady. Um, she has children, and uh, she also has diabetes. And um, that one really was hard for me because she has to make a choice between do I take my medicine for my diabetes or do I feed my family? And um, she chose to feed her family. And uh, she's gone blind right now. 28 years old, going blind because... Um, she makes a choice for her family. So that was, that bothers me a lot um, because I think about all the money I waste and, and, uh, and you see situations like that and it just shouldn't be. So, um, so what we, we're doing is 
is one way to try to help is that um, we've made a connection down there and we're going to be paying for her medicine. So it's just one way that we're continuing to try to help the people down there. And again, you can't save the world, but every little bit of serving helps. So um, before I babble on and cry some more, Thank you. <laughs> I'll pass it on. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. And, and again, because you gave, there's a woman in Guatemala who's going to be able to get her medication because that investment you made is, is continuing. So um, thanks, Rick, and, and thanks for your heart. If you don't know Rick, let me tell you, it was an honor and a joy to serve with him um, and just get to lead the team. It was just incredible. He's an extremely humble, kind man. And so if you get to serve with him, you will, uh, you'll really enjoy your time, even though he's a Yankees fan. <laughs> Notice how I did that while you don't have a microphone? <laughs> All right, Dave. I know that this was a huge step of faith for you to even go on this trip. So can you tell us what did that look like for you on the trip? Yeah. A um, little background. Um, I'm an introvert. I'm a germaphobe. Uh, I don't like the heat. <laughs> um, so... It's pretty much everything that is out of my comfort zone. And, um, but you know what? God constantly calls us out on the water to take a leap of faith. And uh, I went. And some of the biggest blessings in life are way outside your comfort zone. And, uh, you know... One of the things I keep learning over and over in, in my life is you're really never as close to God as when you're serving, especially when you're serving outside your comfort zone. When you're shoulder to shoulder with your brothers and sisters in Christ, doing his work, being his hands, being his feet, it's, it's a feeling unlike any other. You just, you can't read about it. You can't, you can't sit there and experience it. You just can't. It's getting out and going and doing and just, how many times did I use the word knucklehead <laughs> on the trip? I'm a knucklehead. I, ask my wife, come on, give me an amen. <laughs> If God can use me, he can use anyone. <laughs> Trust me on this. And it just is magical. The country is magical, but the people. Um, one of the things I was learning, I told you I'm an introvert, and you can imagine how that makes me feel up here. <laughs> These people are so beautiful and so willing to share we would go into their homes to deliver these water filters and they would tell us these stories of their lives and things that here in the US, you could know somebody for years and you, you, you just wouldn't know. And they're perfectly willing to just share them. And to be able to be there and to, to just be answered prayer to show them that God has not forgotten them. 
that God is for you, not against you. It, it's just a blessing that I can't even. So, so being a germaphobe, an introvert, someone who avoids the sun, he had a hat that he wore. I mean, he was really hardcore. He was going, but he was going to be as comfortable as possible. Um, with all of those things, what would you say to someone who's maybe considering going and kind of apprehensive, fearful, not sure that they want to step out of their comfort zone? Was it worth it? Absolutely. Yeah, to go. I, I'm telling you, it's, yeah, it's scary uh, before you get there. But when you get there, God shows up. And when you're, when you're with other like-minded people, when, when, when you're with God's people doing his work, the burden's light. It, it's, I, I honestly, while I was there, there were a few moments like going through that, uh, yeah, that, that place was, whew. but uh, aside from that one place, the market, I yeah. didn't, I <laughs> there didn't was really, meat hanging everywhere. You could imagine just kind of that. We went on cleaning moment. day. Oh yeah, that was something. Um, aside from that, <laughs> I really didn't think about my germophobia very much. I, I didn't, and, and and that was a real blessing. And of course, if I can make it in Guatemala, the U.S. isn't so bad, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> but anyway, forget my germophobia. That's not the big thing. Go, like pray. But if 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 God is calling you, go answer that prayer. You will be amazed at what you find. Thank you very much. And, and I hope that you guys really will pray about that. Um, I think it's an incredible thing. And it was a pleasure to, to serve with Dave. He's got such a kind heart and I really um, enjoyed. I, I honestly, I found this out afterwards. I had no idea that he was so apprehensive. He was really very calm and peaceful. So the Holy Spirit was working in your heart <laughs> that time. So thanks, Dave. All right, Gwen was my roommate, and I really enjoyed getting to know her. And I remember one time when we were hanging out um, in a room, I think it was either in the morning or the evening, we were just kind of talking about the trip. One of the things that you shared with me is that you had this prayer, this open-ended prayer, which I would have warned you was so dangerous because I've prayed that prayer before. But you basically said, God, whatever you ask me to do, I'll do it. And God took you up on that. So tell me, how did God push you out of your comfort zone, even preparing for the trip and on the trip while we were there? Well, I've been praying that prayer for a while. Um, just wanting purpose, as a lot of us want a purpose. We want to know the big picture. Um, and this trip's taught me that it's not about the big picture. It's about the little steps that are going to get you there. So following one step at a time, it was, okay, let's sign up for the trip. And then there's discouragement along the way. We had watched that Dollar a Day movie, and I actually wanted to back out after that. What can I do with all of that in a week? What are we going to do? What dent could we possibly make? That was what I was feeling, but go anyway. Just keep going. God wants me to go. Um, and he showed me not what I could do, but what he could do in a week, which was awesome. We did so many things, and we were a part of so many things. I was on stage. Now this is the third time, <laughs> which is insane, because um, I don't do that either. Um, so I was leading the children's ministry, coming up with ideas, and it was awesome to see their faces and how excited they were to learn, and how excited they were just to 
to love on us like we were to love on them. Um, I actually got to meet one of the kids that, uh, what do we, we're riptide, sorry, <laughs> new name, um, that we sponsor. And I got to bring that back to the girls that I work with here and just connect it for them. And that was awesome because that wasn't something I had planned on necessarily. Um, so he just kept showing me how he was going to use me in different ways and do different things. So uh, there, one of the main experiences for me was a woman named Jamie. We were doing water filters and she was going to get a water filter whether I went or not. She was going to get one. She was on the list to get one. But I got to be there and I got to be a part of it. And the Lord used me to encourage her. It was to the point where I couldn't keep my mouth shut. She was talking and her story just moved me so much I had to. So I talked to her and I prayed for her. First time I think I've prayed for somebody out loud on my own spontaneously ever. And I will never ever forget her. And I continue to pray for her. And yeah, just he calls you to take that little step. Because if he would have showed me this first, I never would have done it. But little step at a time, you get there without even realizing you went. <laughs> Thank you so much. As I said, it was just a pleasure to get to serve um, with, with everyone um, on our team, and, and you made that possible, so thank you. Before we uh, wrap up, I just want to share three things that God taught me on this, this trip. Um, if you spend any time with me or if you've seen me around Epic, you tend to see me as a blur. I'm trying to get from A to B and point... Um, you know, get this project done or this thing done, I tend to be very task-oriented and focused, and I'll smile and say hi as I'm walking by. Um, but we were delivering the water filters um, this, the second day that we were doing that, and we were with an IDC staff member, Clay, and I remember going, and I, you know, we have our buckets, and we're like climbing up the hill, trying to avoid stepping in dog dew, and all of these different things. And we go in, and Clay is like, "All right, we're gonna ask them some questions and get to know the, the family." And in back of my head, I'm like, "Let's give them the water filter. Let's give them Jesus. Let's get out of here. Like this is what we're here for, people." And all of a sudden, I felt this conviction in my heart, like, "Whoa, slow down and listen." Slow down and listen because God has a purpose for you being here. And just like Gwen with Jamie, if we hadn't asked questions and gotten to know the families that we were giving water filters for, we would not have been able to encourage them. We would not have been able to give them the hope that comes with Jesus Christ if we hadn't asked questions and gotten to know them and found out like one of the families, her husband and her father were alcoholics and leaving no money for the family. They're drinking rainwater. This water filter made a huge difference for them, but getting to share the hope and love of Jesus Christ with them, that was a difference that I feel like I've left them with. Not me, but you know, the spirit within me. So one of the things I'm trying now is to slow down. To slow down and when I ask someone how they're doing, not that typical American, hey, how are you doing? You better say good because I only got two seconds for you to, to talk to me right now. But like, how are you? Can, can you tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life and how can I pray with you and how can I encourage you? So that's one thing um, I'm, I'm working on. Um, I think Bob on our team called it guat time. Carly, get on guat time. So it's something I'm trying to work on um, in my life. The second thing is that we can be an answer to prayer. Each one of the team members was an answer to prayer. We were able to build a house that someone needed. We were able to bring clean water because someone needed it and they were praying for it. There's not something special about any one of us. 
any one of you could have been on this team and you could have been the answer to someone's prayer. But we were able to say yes this year. We were able to say, okay, God, if you're calling me to go, I'm going to go and I'm going to be an answer to someone's prayer. Um, and so that's also something I've been trying to think about is how can I be that answer to someone's prayer that someone is having a hard time in life and I can't be too busy and flying by. I need to slow down and be an answer to someone's prayer. When God leads me, that I would just be, okay, God, I'll do that. Um, so if God's leading you in some area of your life, I just want to encourage you. Say yes. Be that answer to someone's prayer because it's life-changing for you and it's life-changing for them. The last thing that I really feel like I learned um, is, is this <laughs> very heavy thing. Um, so as I mentioned, the second day we did the water filters, Clay, we got to know the families, and you're learning some pretty devastating things about these families, whether it's alcoholism in the family or physical abuse. Um, the second family we visited that day, they had um, recently, the, the grandmother lost her son and who happened to be the family we were delivering the water filters, um, that woman's twin brother. Sorry, that was a little convoluted, but they had this big loss. Um, the grandmother had bone cancer and there was just this just sense of devastation and just sadness for this family, sadness in this family. And I remember we prayed with them. Um, one of the team members um, gave a, a small gift, financial gift to them, and um, we gave them the water filter, and um, they happened to be believers, so we just encouraged them. Um, but I remember walking down the hill and just feeling like, <sighs> I remember Jeff was on my team, and, and he kind of had that same feeling, like, okay, we gave them clean water, which we know is life-changing, and we encouraged them in, in God, and we know that is life-changing too, but man, like, their life is the same. When we leave, it's the same. And I remember talking to Clay, and Clay said, the best thing that we can leave them with is the hope of Jesus Christ, the life-changing hope of Jesus Christ, because it may not change their circumstances, but having eternal security of knowing that they're going to someday see their heavenly Father is beyond anything that we can do. It's only God. And so I've been thinking about that in my life. In, in the U.S., we can provide for a lot of our own needs. We don't need that water filter help. But we all need to know God. We need to have our relationship with him restored, and we need that life-changing message of Jesus Christ, the hope that comes with that. We need to have that, and we need to share it with other people. So those are the three things that I got from this trip, and extremely challenging. I'm I'm eager to see how God continues to grow me in all of these things and um, excited for that. So um, thank you guys for listening to us share um, and tell you a little bit about our trip. Um, stories and words are great. But we wanted to show you a, a video of um, our trip and Team 2's trip so you can kind of see what we did a little bit more. So um, thank you again for listening to us. Um, didn't they do a great job this morning sharing their hearts? Just grateful for, for our team being willing to do that. Now, here's the big challenge. God asks us as Christ followers, and we're going back to the intro video. So Jesus, before he, he left planet Earth, he gathered his closest followers together, and he said, go. Go into all the world. Going starts here. Going starts when we walk out that door. 
Going might start in this room. It might be going to, to help someone in need that you see across the room. And then it goes into our community. Maybe, maybe it's going to your home and serving someone at your house. Maybe it's going to work and serving someone there. Maybe it's going to school. And we've got some college students heading off to school. So maybe going means you're going to school. And you're going to tell people about Jesus there. For a few of you, going means next year going on this trip. Maybe God's calling you to do that. Maybe God's asking you right now. Maybe you know, like, now this is what he's saying, and and you need to sign up for that. And and we'll have uh, two trips again next year in July, so we'll start announcing those here towards the end of the year, and it's amazing how quickly time flies by, and we'll be talking about this again. So that, that gives us enough time to be preparing ourselves financially and spiritually and physically for what God wants us to do there. Um, We've got some other opportunities. We've got 3G Sunday coming up on October 23rd. I really hope that we'll have at least 350 of us gathered together as a church family to go out into our community and give back from what God has given us. And as we talked about last week, there are opportunities to get active in serving here. So if you've stepped up to one of those opportunities, thank you for doing that. I saw some new people this morning helping on our prep team. So way to go. Thanks for doing that. There's some new people involved in our children's ministry. If you're still praying about that, I really encourage you to take that leap of faith because one of the, the greatest ways to grow in Christ is to get active in serving and going to tell people about Jesus. So we can do that together as a church family. We can do that here. We can do that around the world. So um, I'm going to pray, and um, then you're going to be dismissed. And I'm so grateful that you were here today to hear um, some of these stories that our team members are sharing. So let's pray. Lord, I I just, I love going on these these international mission trips because of, of what you so often do in me. So often you just, you reach into my heart. And you grab my heart in a new way. And there's moments, Lord, that you open my eyes to, to see the world from your perspective. And Lord, it feels so silly that sometimes I feel like I, I need to go on an international mission trip so that I can come home and serve the way that you want me to serve. But, but I found that to be a reality for me. Sometimes I forget that my mission field is right here. Sometimes I forget it's in my neighborhood. It's... It's where I shop, and it's, it's uh, where I hang out with, with friends. So, Lord, help us all to know that deeply. And, Lord, I know that you are calling some, some people to go on our international mission trip next year. You're speaking to them right now. Lord, I pray that they would respond. I pray that, that in this moment they would say, yes, I will go and I will do that. But, Lord, I know you're calling all of us to get active in serving, to get active in going into our community to tell people about Jesus. So I pray all of us today would say yes to that. And we would go and we would shine the light of Jesus into a world that desperately needs to know him. Lord, teach us how to do that. Give us those opportunities to do that and help us, Lord, as we go and do that. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Thanks for being here today, everybody. We'll see you next Sunday. Have a fantastic week.